say fashion loud. Making that hotness, moving that crowd. Bumping that junk with the life injection. Sweet to the ears like the candy section. Kiss to the eyes, feel so fly. Fashion, bitches won't subside. We got this winner's ball. So check it out, who watching for? Praise the Lord. Yes, we are. If you want to stand and if you want to clap, stand and clap with us. We're here to praise. We're here to praise our God. Our God. I'd rather be no place I'd rather be no place I'd rather be than hearing your love hearing your love it's no place I'd rather be it's no place I'd rather be no place I'd rather be than hearing your love hearing your love it's no place I'd rather be no place I'd rather be no place I'd rather be than hearing your love Hearing your love, in your love, in your love. So set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain and I won't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. So set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain and I won't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. So set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain and I won't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. More of you, God. More of you, God. I want more of you, God. More of you, God. There's no place I'd rather be. There's no place I'd rather be. There's no place I'd rather be than here in your love, here in your love. There's no place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be than here in your love, here in your love. There's no place, no place, no place than here in your love, here in your love. 
down in my soul that I can't contain and I won't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. So set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain and I won't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. So set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain and I won't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. More of you, God. More of you, God. More of you, God. We want more of you, more of you.
for all. He lavishes his love upon us. He calls us now his sons and daughters. He's reaching out. His love is deep, his love is wide, and it covers us. His love is fierce, his love is strong, and it's furious. His love is sweet, his love is wild, and it's waking hearts to life. His love is deep, his love is wide, and it covers us. His love is fierce, his love is strong, and it's furious. His love is sweet, his love is wild, and it's waking hearts to life. He's waking hearts. presence, God. Everything we need is in your presence. In the glory of your presence, Depths 
of your love I find peace I find peace Makes me whole Makes me whole I love, I love I love your presence I love, I love I love your presence I love, I love I love you, Jesus I love, I love I love your
vision that I had from God on Sunday during praise and worship. Um, And at first I didn't quite understand it, but God's really kind of showed me what it meant today. And in the sanctuary, all I saw were cocoons, like, you know, from butterflies. And these cocoons were bursting open and butterflies were coming forth. And, you know, Jesus was sitting among the butterflies and he was just laughing. He was just enjoying the butterflies. And what God showed me is... Have any of you guys ever heard the saying, I'm just a sinner saved by grace? I hear it all the time. People are, you know, for their shortcomings, they use that as an excuse. Well, I'm just a sinner, just a sinner. We are not sinners. We're sons and daughters of God. And just like the butterfly can't go back to being a caterpillar, we can't ever go to being a sinner. No matter what mistakes we make, no matter when we stumble or we fall or whatever, God always sees us as that butterfly, as his sons and daughters. And we got to stop saying, I'm just a caterpillar, just a caterpillar. I'll never be that butterfly. And we got to start looking in the mirror and seeing that we're already the butterfly. We're already sons and daughters.
Close your eyes just a moment tonight. Just right where you are, just close your eyes and just begin to experience His presence. Just be, I, I see a peace, a shalom beginning to come upon your heart, upon your mind. You know, as, as Nita was singing about, basically about worries, you know what I mean? That's just come on into His presence just let those things fall off of us what is it that's in your life that is maybe that you just need to give to God tonight right here right now what is it that you just need to give to him is it a a loved one is it a friend is it a relationship whatever that might be is your children whatever that might be just begin to give that to him tonight just say you take it Lord you take it it's yours you take it and just speak peace into that. I speak peace into that situation. I speak a shalom into that situation right now. I speak a rest into that situation. Sometimes we get so pushing. We're pushing. We're striving. We're, we're going to do better. We're going to work harder. Whatever it might be to just push and push and push and push. And sooner or later we're thinking it's going to break. God wants to bring us into a place of rest. And it's going to break. A place of rest. And that you'll begin to walk into that. So I just speak to that situation tonight. We speak the Father's love. We speak His goodness into your life tonight. Into those situations. You got that situation in mind? You got that situation? 
You got many of you might have many situations. Let's just give that to the Father tonight. Let's just give that to Him tonight. Just say, here you go, Dad. Dad, take care of this. Dad, I'm giving that to you. I, I'm, I'm not going to worry about it any longer. Just, we just release that tonight, right now, in Jesus' name. Now, just take a real deep breath. Just one real, real big, deep breath. Inhale. And then exhale. Wow. Let's do that one more time. Inhale. And then exhale. Okay, do it one more time. Inhale. Now, peace. Exhale. Peace. Peace right now. Be upon your soul, your mind, your will, emotions right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Can I get an amen? Amen. Everybody feeling any better tonight? Praise God. Hey, we're going to dismiss the kids tonight. You kids, you guys are dismissed to go back. Let's get out of our seats, meet and greet one another tonight. Teachers are headed back. Shake somebody's hand. If they need prayer, pray for them tonight. Just tell them God bless you. We're glad you're here tonight. And just get out of your seats, meet and greet one another tonight. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.
Praise the Lord. God is good? All the time? All right. Thank you, praise and worship team. Thank you, Susan. Awesome. Well, any of you enjoying the heat? That's awesome. I love those positive attitudes. It is summer, right? Keeps you in the house and it makes you thankful for air conditioning, right? Well, I I enjoy it too, as long as I can be by the water, right? Well, we've got just a few announcements. Um, say July 10th. July, we've got some video announcements. Is that right? Or, or Mario. Mario's coming up. Mario. Yep. Okay, we've got our video announcements. Go for it.
take our kids to swim, just make it a fun-filled day. Oh, my gosh, it's going to be awesome. If I don't see you there, I'll see you Sunday. <laughs> All right, praise God. Also, Pastor Eric is headed to Africa the end of the month. He'll be gone almost two weeks, so keep him in your prayers and me. I said, we, don't, we are not apart very often, so, so uh, I know it's for God's, God's work. Amen? Because I know thousands are coming to Christ, so that will put a smile on my face. Amen? All right, are you ready to give to the Lord? Are you ready to give to the Lord? Woohoo! Because God loves a cheerful giver. So we're going to pray, and you can, you can come and give. Father, we love you and we praise you. And we thank you, Father, for being able to come together as a family of believers. And, and Lord, we thank you for being able to honor you with our tithes and our offerings tonight. We love you, we bless you, and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't everybody give it once. Hold back. Be like Moses. Don't bring no more. We got enough. Keep bringing it. We don't have enough. Has anybody got a testimony they want to give to the Lord tonight? Come on up, Tanya. Anybody else besides Miss Tanya that got a testimony they want to share? Come on now. God is good, and he's got some good stuff going on in your life, Miss Tanya. Praise the Lord, everybody. Everybody may know now I'm new here. Me and my husband, Fred, (laughs) he's at work. And um, so I represent both of us when I'm here alone. But uh, we just got here about two months now. We've been here from Alabama. And uh, so we're now part of Woodward, Oklahoma, (laughs) and Living Word Fellowship. Thank you for receiving us. But um, I just wanted to share this. You know, people always talk about um, getting checks in the mail. You know, I hear people talk about it, and I jump up and shout and run around the church and all that for everybody. But I've never experienced that before. <laughs> you know, not a check that, uh, it was a check that I expected. Not that one that I didn't expect. But a friend of mine um, posted on Facebook that uh, she had got an unexpected check in the mail for like $300. And, you know, I'm on Facebook, and I'm commenting, praise the Lord, you know, hallelujah, getting excited. And I've always heard men and women of God say, you know, you celebrate somebody else's testimony, somebody else's blessing, you know, 
be looking for yours to come. Well, I went to them. This happened, what's today? Wednesday. This happened on Monday night. So yesterday, I was on the phone talking to my husband, and I said, oh, let me go check the mailbox. It was just something in my spirit was like, go check it. So I went and opened the mailbox. Now, we don't have our mail or anything forwarded here yet. Well, there was a, a check in the mail, right? It was a little envelope, and I looked, and I was opening it, and I was like, baby, we got a check. He was like, a who? A check. And he was like, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. And then he was like, how much is this for? Well, it was $55, but it was $55 that I didn't have. So glory to God. And we were sitting there trying to figure out where it came from as for why would they send us this money back? But then I began to think, and the Holy Spirit was like, there you go. Trying to figure stuff out. Just receive it. So and I told my husband, I said, I just celebrated with my, one of my sisters in Christ last night on Facebook who just got a $300 check. And look at it. Today we got a check in the mail. So that's my testimony today. And I wasn't going to tell nobody, right? Because the enemy was like, don't say nothing because you tell people you got some money, you know. Yeah. And I was like, no. I'm going to celebrate any small to large thing that the Lord does for me and for us that we should tell it. So I'm telling it tonight. So thank you for celebrating with me. Okay, so turn to the person next to you and say, I'm next. Tell them, say, I'm next. So we're just going to wait. You know, that, that we, for years we had that in our offerings. Bills paid off, debts demolished, checks received, royalties, wise investments and dividends, checks in the mail. You know, we declare those things. And I don't know why we ever got away from some of that stuff. We're going to have to get that back out. Amen? Because God's been good. God's been good. Is he good to you? Has he been good to you? I mean, he has been so good to me. I, um, I'm just going to give you, is it okay if I give you testimony? I was having a conversation with this guy, and it just so happened it was, um, I was out in the car, and I was talking on the phone, and Shelly was in the building there, and I was out in the parking lot, and, and I was having this conversation. I was needing some wisdom. How many of you know that there is safety in multitude of counsel? That's what the Bible says. You talk to some people about it. So I was asking this guy about some wisdom, and I said, look, man, I need some advice on this. I mean, so I'm talking to him on the phone, and he lives in Kansas, and I'm um, talking to him on the phone, and he says, you know what? I know a guy that you need to talk to, and he started giving me the guy's name, and he, and he was telling me the guy's name, and I said, how do you spell it? And, he was, and I was writing it down, you know, sitting out there, and he said, wait a minute. He's calling me now. He was on the phone, and he was in Kansas on his Bluetooth in his car, and the man that I, he said, I want you to hook you up with this guy. You need to talk to him. He's calling him on the phone at the very same time that I'm talking to him, writing his name down. He's like, hold on just a second. Let me see if I can do it. And he had one of those Bluetooth things. All I heard was, I can connect you if you'd like. And I was like, is that your car? And he was like, yeah, his car was basically taking that other phone call. So he, he said, hold on. And he said, connect. And they connected, and it put us on a three-way call. So I'm in there talking to him, and he's like, look, I'm going into Walmart. i got to get me some potatoes. Y'all go ahead and talk. And he left, and he went in the grocery store. So I'm talking to this guy on the phone through his Bluetooth of his car. Now, is that cool stuff or what? I mean, you know, this is like George Jetson kind of stuff. You know, it was like, I was like, so I, I got the advice. He gave me the, he said, look, I'll help you. He said, go on my website. This is the website. You can check out some stuff. And I was just thought, how cool is that? I mean, no, no, how cool is that? That it's like the, 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 you're wanting information or you're wanting knowledge. And, and he, he, all of a sudden he connects me and he's like, he's calling him. So he's like, you know, I'm in the, 
middle of their conversation too. He's like, where are you at? I'm in town. And he, was, he wasn't from Derby, Kansas. He was from Wichita or somewhere else. And he had drove in, this, in the same town that this guy that I was talking to. Anyways, he, he, was, he said, well, come on. We meet over at my house. So the guy gets in his car. We're having this conversation. He drives all the way home. And near the end of the conversation, he said, okay, I'm at home now, y'all. He can meet Eric. See you later. Bye. You know? <laughs> I'm thinking, God, you are so good. You are so good to be able to connect you like that. That's, that's how God does some things. Amen? Okay, if you got your Bibles, turn with me. I don't know. Ephesians 4.29. Ephesians 4.29. Is it okay if we talk a little bit about empowerment? Are you needing anything from me? Are you, are you good? You need, you need... It's not bringing it up, but well... Is there, there should be two of them. Just look in there and see if there's two. No, no, I mean in, on that. Sometimes there's two, yeah. Sometimes there's two. I don't know why that is, um, but there may be two different ones that it, that it pulls up. Just see what you can do on that. But I'm a, meanwhile, I'm going to talk a little bit about empowerment, right? We're talking about grace and empowerment. Anybody get some revelation from Sunday on empowerment? I was like, God, that is... I had some people that were just like, man... Now I know it, if, it gives me freedom to know that I am empowered. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're empowered. Come on, tell them, say, you're empowered. And you're like, empowered for what? Empowered for what? Well, let me, let me give you a couple definitions if you're, if you're taking notes, if you're writing this down. Empowerment means to give official authority or legal power to. To give official authority or legal power to. To empower someone literally means to entitle. It literally means to authorize or to permit. You empower somebody to do something or you may not even realize that you're empowered by God our creator. You may not even realize that he has given you so many things that he's empowered you to be able to do. To empower, empower means to have a license to. It means to commission, say commission. A lot of times if we commission somebody for something, we are empowering them to do a special task, to go through a special thing, to, you know, bring forth a special thing. You are empowered. I was thinking about Deuteronomy 8.18. It said he gives us the power to get wealth. In other words, he empowers us and gives you that power to be able to get some wealth. Amen? Whether it may come through the mail. That may be seed money. That may be something that's just building her faith. I'm telling you, it built my faith. I'm going to go to my mailbox expecting some stuff. Amen? And um, so the other day, I, I was looking online at an account, and I had $45 in my account. I was like, I clicked on it, and the, the receipt came up, and it was somebody else. And I thought, I don't know that person. I deposited that money in my account. Well, the, today they took it back. <laughs> I, think they, I think they put it in the wrong account, but I say money cometh in the name of Jesus. Amen? So, you know, we just got to be empowered to call it in. So empowerment is not only the official authority for legal power. Go ahead, Mike, next one. To entitle, to authorize. It literally means, keep going, there you go, to permit. What else does it mean? It means to license, to commission. It means to qualify or enable you. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we are qualified as believers to live a victorious and glorious life. Can I get an amen for that? So you may not think, well, I don't know, man. You know, my life isn't too victorious or glorious right now. 
But you know what? You got to keep going. You are empowered to keep going. You are not empowered to stop. You are empowered to continue to walk forward. You are empowered to continue to call those things. The Bible says to call those things that be not as though they were. To be able to say, I'm out of debt. Say this with me. Uh, after me, I'm out of debt. My needs are met. I got plenty more. I'm put in store. And you might think, man, I'm just getting, just getting by. I'm telling you, you, you continue to call those things into existence. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. How did we see Sunday morning, how did the Lord empower Joshua? We looked at Joshua chapter 1. Does anybody remember how the Lord empowered Joshua? Anybody? He said, he said be what? Be strong and courageous. He empowered Joshua by his words. He empowered him by his words. Okay, so we're going to get into this tonight. It's going to get a little rocky. It could get a little bit rough. But I'm telling you, we're going to get on the runway, and then we're going to get off the tarmac. We're going to get up into the air, and God's going to release some wisdom tonight. All right? Just put your hand on somebody next to you, and just tell them, say, say you need this message tonight. Let me tell them, say, you really, really need this message tonight. Okay, now put your hand on yourself. Now I'm going to pray for the one that really, 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 really needs this message tonight. So, Father, we just thank you that tonight that this message will bring forth revelation, bring forth wisdom, and bring forth understanding in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. So when Joshua 1.9, he said, the Lord commanded, he empowered Joshua. He said to be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. This was right after Moses had died. And Joshua and Manoah was in mourning. And the Lord spoke to him. And he said, it was like, time to get up, Josh. Time to get up. Time to go in. Time to go into the promised land. Pastor Moe's gone. You are now empowered to be able to take the Israelites into the promised land. I am believing that over the next few months and the next few years... You are going to be empowered by the things of God to do greater things than you've done in the past. Does anybody that does that excite anybody? It excites me. So I'll just take the word from myself. It's like, yeah, I want to get on in there. I want I want to be empowered to to break in and break out and break through and break up and blow up and and rebuild and plant and do those things that that God wants us to do. So I began to think about the words. Say words. Say words. Everybody again, words. Our words, our words have power. Do you realize that? When you speak, you have power. You can have power to call sickness on people, come on, or yourself. You can begin to speak things, and even in the negative, you can begin. Our words, I, I know that there's some people that have the gift. It's not a biblical gift, but it's a gift of worry. It's a gift of complaining. It's a gift of, you know, you give them, you could give them a flower and they'd go, well, I wanted red ones. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking, forget it. That's the last time I'm giving you some flowers. You know what I mean? But we could actually shape our world with our words. With our words is how we shape some things. So I had the opportunity, and we're talking about grace and empowerment this, this month or for the next few, few weeks at least. I had the opportunity for us to be able to look at it and say, are my words edifying? Are my words bringing life? And I began to start looking at some scripture because I started looking at society. You turn on television, and there are certain television shows that 
put down the dad. The dad is stupid. The dad, you know what I mean? And the kids are gleaning from this. They're, they're getting that. There are some, there's some shows that you can watch that they make fun of people. It doesn't matter who they are or where they are, where they've come from. They make fun of people. They, 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 the words hurt. How many of you never heard the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? That is a lie, 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 lie. Because words can actually hurt deeper than a broken bone. Do you know I know people that have broken their bones and they've healed, but then 30, 40, 50 years later, they're still dealing with the words that a sixth grade school teacher had said to them that they were no good, that they weren't going to make it, or that they were stupid. Or a parent, I can't imagine a parent saying that to a child, but it does happen. That, that You know, just sometimes they just don't know how powerful the words are. Just don't know how powerful the words are. And we're going to take a look at that today. I began to start seeing society. Remember when I told you it might get a little rough? It might get rough. It's not about you personally. But I see some things on Facebook where people are saying things about other people and they're loose with their words. And it hurts. And it's not just Facebook. It could be YouTube videos or whatever it might be that, you know, you could, they could, they could text people and you say things. And one of the things that we realize is, is through the social medias and some of those things today, although there's some good things about it, there's also some bad things. And people will say things that they won't normally say to you at your face. They'll say it behind your back, and they'll say it on a social media site or a blog or a Facebook or a YouTube video or whatever it might be. There are loose-lipped people. And it's like, gosh, they, they get mad, and they, they take their emotions, and they automatically speak their emotions. Oh, I didn't like this restaurant. I didn't like that restaurant. It might have been a bad day. It, they they might have just had their cook find out that, they're, that they're, the, the cook's spouse was, was sick and in the hospital and had to leave to go to the emergency room. And all of a sudden, they didn't have a cook, and the owner's back there cooking everything out himself. And you go in, and you're like, I'll never eat here again. I mean, give them a break. Come on, somebody. You guys know if, you've, if there's, there's places and all of a sudden it can go out and it, you put it out into the atmosphere. And I'm telling you, the, the atmosphere records what you're saying. Don't think that when you speak something that it's just gone. It is out there. I know that they had scientific demonstrations where they were able to still pick up Abraham Lincoln's inaugural speech Back in, I think it was, what, 1861 when he was a president. There are words. It is out in the atmosphere, and there are words out there. The question is, are your words good or are they bad? And if your words can empower somebody, then we want to empower them for the things of God. Can I get an amen tonight? So I began to start thinking about, you know, the, the, not only the social media and that, but what about our conversations? Sometimes we can gossip under the auspices of prayer. Did you know about so-and-so? We need to pray for them. But you know what it is? Sometimes it's gossip, and sometimes it's not. And forgive me if you're one that it's not and your heart's right, but there's also sometimes where it's like, we just want to get that information out there. Did you know they fell again? Did you know they messed up again? Did you know that they did this? Did you know they did that? Did you know they did all these things? I'll tell you what I've done. And when people come to me, I say, well, let's pray for them. And we will grab hands, and we will pray for them. And guess what? That conversation's over. 
Very rarely does anybody else start going on afterwards about that. We've prayed for them. We've asked the Lord to help them through their difficult time. And it begins to shut some things down. I don't like to hear when people are putting other people down. It hurts my spirit when people are being made fun of. And not because... Not because I was a, a, a little naughty, red-headed kid that, you know, that, that people made fun of a lot, right? Um, not because I was the shortest kid in high school. You know, the one in high school and you're walking around and that, that's the shortest kid. I actually, in my high school, there was another guy that was about as short as I was. And, and, but, you know, I, not that I was made fun of and I enjoyed being made fun of, but I don't like people making fun of other people all the time. And there's some people that that's, I don't know if they think that's their spiritual gift or if that's their calling in life, was to make fun of somebody else. When you're, put, when you're making fun of somebody else, you're putting down them in order to elevate yourself. Oh, come on, somebody. So sometimes we'll make fun of somebody else. And, and I know sometimes I do it jokingly, but, you know, you know, I make fun of myself. I make fun of myself. I, I kind of try to have some fun with myself. I make fun of myself. But as I look at society and I look at some things, what bothers me is cuss words being made normal part of conversation. I don't know if it bothers you, but it bothers me. When people are dropping the F-bomb, what bothers me if somebody calls somebody the, uh, an F-bomb and it's okay for them to do it, but then if somebody else calls it, they're not allowed to do it, and then they get upset at doing that. I mean, cuss words itself, it's, it's like, wait a minute, why is it a normal point? And then when you say Christ, somebody gets upset. Like it was a cuss word or something. So how many of you realize how powerful your words are? Turn to your neighbor and say, you are powerful. You got some powerful words. So I began to start thinking, and I've been meditating on empowering, empowering. If we can empower others, there's some ways that we can empower others. We can empower people to walk for the things of God. Did you know that? I believe that we should encourage one another. The Bible's really clear that we should encourage one another, that we should, we should help one another, that we give words of encouragement. And I'm going to break down some scriptures, and we're going to look at a little bit tonight. But I was wondering, what do you think Jesus' words were like? Do you think Jesus went by, and, you know, we know that he was calling out the Pharisees, calling them out. He's calling them out. I don't think he made fun of them, but he was stating some facts because of their religious tradition. But what about Jesus when he talked to some other people? What about the poor? What about those that were broken and hearted? And what about those that were addicted? Or what about those that were in bondage? Was he making fun of those people? And what was his speech like? Do you know that the Bible tells us what his speech was like? Do you want me to show you? Turn with me to Luke chapter 4. I don't have the scripture up there, Mike, but it's Luke chapter 4. Look at verse 22. Luke 4, 22. Or let me just read it to you. We're going to find out what Jesus' words are. And what his words are, I believe, should be our words also. Does anybody agree with that? Is that good theology? Is it good? Okay, shake your head. Some of you are like, you know, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what his words are like. I don't know if I want to know what his words Luke 4, 22. And he talks about, you know, when he, had, he was in the temple and he stood up and he said, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing today. He talked about Isaiah. And here's what this says. Here's what they said about him. It says, and all were speaking well of him and wondering at the gracious words 
which were falling from his lips. Not angry words, not hateful words, not bitter words, not envious words. This scripture actually talks about the words, his words. His words were gracious. Say gracious. In other words, grace-filled words. Grace-filled words. Words that were going to bring God's favor on their life, unmerited, undeserved, grace-filled words. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're amazing. Come on, tell them, say, you're amazing. Those are some grace-filled words. All things are possible. You know what I mean? And those are some grace-filled words. And I thought about Jesus. I said, if they were saying he was speaking with grace-filled words, and the Bible goes on, you know, and it talks about, it says, and they, they were saying, is this not Joseph's son? It's like, who's he connected to? So on the words that you speak, others will go, is that not the Brace clan? <laughs> is that not the God clan? Are they connected to God? Are you know what I mean? And sometimes it's like when, when Christians use some words that I think are hurtful or filthy or something like that, I think it reflects on our family. And if we're in the family of God, then we've got to begin to look at these things. So as we begin to empower one another, Colossians 4, 6. I don't, I'm not sure if I have that scripture up there, but yeah, there it is. Colossians 4, 6. It says, let your speech always be with what? Everybody. Grace. Always be with grace as though seasoned with salt. Anybody like salt on their food? Come on, how many do? Um, my wife and our family, the Brace family, I remember when I was first part of their family, I, I was having a hard time eating because I was passing salt. They were like, pass the salt, pass the salt, pass the salt, pass the salt. I was like, man, y'all got some salt, some stuff. So you know what we did? We got those little individual salt and pepper shakers. I love it now because we put them out when we have a big dinner and stuff. We put them out and you don't have to pass the salt, you got your own. See, now for me, that's good because then I can get busy eating, right? I can get busy putting it on. But it says, though seasoned with salt, so that you will know how to respond to each person. Say grace. So we see collisions. I'm sorry. That's a typographical error. Take that off. Go to the next scripture. I don't know what I got next, but get that one off. There you go. Pastor Jerry Brace, come on up, has a a life verse, a life scripture. And it is Ephesians 4.29. And if you've ever spent any time with this man, his words are grace-filled. He, I, I don't believe in the 15 years that I've ever been, 16 years that I've been around this man of God, that I've ever heard him say anything bad about somebody else. Well, you know what? They're just a dirty, rotten scoundrel. He's never said that. And I just wanted him to come and, and share just a little bit um, of his, his understanding, his belief system on this. You notice he said a little bit. He qualified that, and that's really good because it's going to be just a little bit. But he mentioned something a while ago about hearing in the restaurant or hearing out. We were sitting in the coffee shop at Byside, which I do occasionally. And we're having a nice conversation about no rain in Baisai and all this kind of stuff. And this, two men come in. One of them was a former cousin. 
And the other one was a neighbor for before we moved up here. And I couldn't believe the conversation that this guy was talking about. Every other word was a cuss word. It just rolled right out of him. And I thought, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, do you believe that? Out of the abundance. So what was in his heart was those cuss words. He used them just like I say, hi, how are you doing? He would fill out with a, with a bunch of cuss words. Anyway, my favorite scripture and it's an overlapping thing. He's Ephesians 4.29. And if you really, really think about the first part of that says, let no unwholesome talk. Now, what is unwholesome talk? Anything that doesn't build somebody up, including cuss words, including, ah, I don't like what they've got. They need to clean that place up. They need to do this or they need to do that. That's unwholesome talk. And so I marvel at the number of times that I catch myself. I'm not saying I'm perfect. Don't get me wrong. But I catch a lot of people speaking things into existence. Like we said a while ago, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Well, if you've got that garbage coming out on something else, you must believe that way. But you notice if you look at the title of the section that this is in, it says Instructions for Christian Living. It's only about uh, 10 verses. And in that 10 verses is Ephesians 4.29. But there's a lot of other things in there that we need to do. And you can read it and find out what it is. Yeah, and then I don't have to talk about it because my I've already spoken all my words for the day. I just have a few that my wife allows me to speak. Now, did you notice that? Was that uplifting and edifying? No. So it's very, very, very easy to run somebody down. And I wasn't running her down on purpose, but she does. Last night I come in, I don't know what I've been doing, but I mean, she, this is not bad. She had a question. I mean, she has, I finally said, Virginia, no more questions. No more questions. Let's watch this TV program, okay? Well, we got that cut off. All right, I want to make an impression on you, an indelible impression on you to stick in the mind that just listen to your words, listen to somebody else's words, and think how they're tearing somebody up, tearing an event up, tearing something else up. So come back and say again, let no unwholesome talk come out of my mouth except that that uplifts the fellow believer. Okay? That's a good thing to do. Pastor Eric, you said short, and we make it short. No, I can't give you that. No. My turn. I, I love.
learned something about words. This doesn't have anything to do with what he was doing. About words that um, I just think you ought to know. And um, it just, Pastor Eric said they have a lot of weight. They, they um, have a lot of power. But I want you to know, I want you to think about animals, okay? Dogs and cats and what all. Do you know they're different from us? You know why? They, do, they don't have a spirit. And your words come from your spirit. So whatever's in your spirit has spiritual power. And human beings are the only ones that have speech. So when you talk, you're talking from your spirit. And so think about what's coming out of there. I think she's got a message down in there, don't you? So I began to start looking at different versions. So I thought, you know what? These are pretty cool. Let's just look at this. And I'm believing these different versions are going to help you. And, and, and let's just look at this. Um, this one says, when you talk, don't say anything bad, but say the good things that people need, whatever will help them grow stronger. <laughs> then what you say will be a blessing to those who hear you. Grow stronger. I, I kind of underlined that when I was looking at this version. Help them not grow weaker, but help them grow. And I said, Lord, forgive me. Because there's been times where I've probably said things that have not strengthened them but have tried to make them weaker. Have we all done that? Are we all guilty here, you know? I want us to, I'm not saying that so we can look at the guilt of yourself, but I want us to look at this. So let's look at the next one. I've got, I've got about six different, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different versions. This other one here, this other version says, don't say anything that will hurt others or let any rotten, unhealthy word come from your mouth. But only say what is helpful, good, to make others stronger. Build others up and meet according to their needs. Then what you say will do good. Give grace, be a gift to those who listen to you. And I underlined in this scripture, listen to you. And what I felt the Holy Spirit would say, be careful, because people are listening to you. You may be in a group of one or two people, in a diner, in a restaurant, and people in the table behind you are, can listen to you. They can hear what you're saying. So people are listening. Say that. People are listening. Tell somebody next to you, say, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm listening to you, you know. So let's look at this next one. This this other version here um, is a is a voice version. It says, "Don't let even one rotten word seep out of your mouths. <laughs> Instead, offer only fresh words that build others up when they need it most." Whoa! 
whoa, how many times have we seen somebody that needed something and did we lift them up or did we push them down? Were we like Job was going through a difficult time and his friends came in and didn't really lift him up. In fact, they just kind of poured more salt in the wound, if you know what I'm saying. They, they kind of poured vinegar on the wound or, or, or they, they didn't help. And how many times are we able to help others, especially with our words? That is powerful. Say, that's powerful. Come on, everybody. That's powerful. Because your words are powerful, and you don't realize how powerful your words are. The Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. I'm going to paraphrase. Your speech is powerful, and you can speak death to a situation. There are some situations that you need to speak death to. You might be addicted to something and you better start speaking death to that. And you say, I'm no longer going to be driven by this. I'm no longer going to be controlled by this. You might need to speak death to that addiction. So then you speak life to your spirit and life to your, to your world. You speak life into those things. So there are some things that need to be cut off. Cut off some things. Read John chapter 5. There's some things that were cut off. Why? So something else could grow larger. But it goes on and it, it talks about when they need it most. That way your good words will communicate grace to those who hear them. The message tonight is about empowering. And empowering is commissioning. commissioning. Empowering is commanding. The word command in the, in the Hebrew, remember, is, can be the word empower. So that your good words will, how about if I said, empower grace to those who hear them. Wow. You have, you have, you are so powerful. You are more powerful than you think you are. Let's look at this, uh, this Phillips version, Ephesians 4.29. He says, has he got that? Good, okay. Let there be no more foul language, but good words instead. Words suitable for the occasion which God can use to help other people. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Words suitable for the occasion. See, it's hard, isn't it? If you're with five other people and something negative starts getting happened, man, I'm telling you, sometimes you, they can pull you right in. And you don't even realize it. All of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I'm getting in agreement with these nutheads. Right? It's like, man, this is, I, I, no, this is not how, I don't believe that. I'm, no, 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 no. And a lot of times we're afraid to say, well, you know what? I, I had a conversation with one time. We, we were at a local place here. I'm not going to say the name of it. And I was trying to speak and empower this guy as he was checking us out. I started speaking something to him. I was like, how you doing that? It was bad. I mean, everything was bad. And everything I said, I was trying to counter that. And I was like, but this and then, and what about that? And he was like, it was getting worse and worse. I was looking at Shelly and the lady that was in the line. And it was like, this guy was pulling it right down. Everything I'd say, he tried to counter with something bad. And I was thinking, man, I'm, I'm just... I'm going to continue to empower him and say some words and continue to encourage him, you know, that you're going to get paid and you're, you're making some money and you're going to be able to pay your bills and all this other stuff, you know. But what it finally came out is he was saving some money. 
with the overtime that he was complaining about he was getting when he was getting it. But it was like God wanted to, to, for us to be able to use this to empower him to be able to speak into his life. So it says, let there be no more foul language but good words instead, words suitable for the occasion. I believe that if we will hear the Holy Spirit, we will have words suitable for this occasion or that occasion or this thing that's going on in somebody else's life. And a lot of times we try to come up with our own words. And if we'll get into this, that's the word he'll bring forth. And you don't have to say, thus saith the Lord. You know what I mean? You can start quoting a scripture, but you can do it and say, you know what, here's what the Lord says. Or, you know what, sister, I believe that you can do all things. I believe that God will strengthen you in the middle of what's going on. And you don't have to say, this is my scripture for today. Do you know what I mean? Because a lot of times that will turn somebody right off. But if you start speaking into their life and to say, you know what, there's safety in multitude of counsels. Maybe there's some issues that you guys are dealing with that you might need to get some counsel there. All I know is it will help you see it from different angles. And that's scriptural. That's scriptural. And you're giving them the word without saying, boom, here's the word. You're giving it to them. In, in a normal, everyday type deal. So when you look at this, it says that, that which God can use to help other people. He's going to give you words to help other people. How many of us, seriously, want to help somebody else? Come on, let me see a show of hands. Just lift them up. Look around. Look around. Every single buddy in here, you want to help somebody else, don't you? You want to be able to make life a little easier for somebody or a little better or give them more hope. Let's look at the amplified. The amplified version. I heard somebody, never mind, I wasn't very edifying. It says, let no foul or polluting language, nor evil word or unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth. But only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What about if I, before I say something, I just ask a question? What if, is what I'm about to say going to increase their spiritual progress or decrease it? A lot of times I probably just need to go, well, how come you don't have anything to say? Well, my mama told me I was thumper theology. You know, thumper, little thumper, you know, thumper, thumper, the rabbit thumper from Bambi. If you don't have something good to say, don't say nothing at all. It's like, well, what, what do you think? I don't have anything to say. But maybe I need to be listening to what the Spirit of God, what would God say in that situation? Would he get in and say, yeah, you're right, it's terrible, it's bad, it's a real bad deal, it's going to be where if we're going down the toilet, it's going to be over, it's going to be over, man, it's going to be over, it's going to be worse, it's just getting bad, it's getting bad, this guy is falling out. I don't think Jesus, if Jesus' words were grace-filled, then our words should be grace-filled. That's all I'm saying. If we're Christians, if we're representatives of the, the way, the followers of Christ, then our words need to be able to start. We need to understand how powerful you are. you got power. you got authority. When you speak, things come into existence. And it says, goes on and it says, As speech as good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others, as is fitting to the need and the occasion, that it may be a blessing and give grace, God's favor, to those who hear it. Whoa, you mean I can... All right, now listen, this is kind of getting deep. I'm asking you for the next 40 days 
to park on this scripture. I'm asking you to read it. I'm asking you to read whatever version you want to read of it because all of it's good stuff. And to say, how can I get this in me? And you're telling me how many we want God's grace, his unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor. You're telling me that if my speech is good and uplifting and is encouraging to them, that it releases God's goodness on their life. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Wow, that's powerful. Isn't that powerful? And guess what? As a follower of Christ, you're empowered to be able to do it. Because the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But I don't know. My mind engages before my mouth. Well, or my mouth engages before my mind. Well, maybe you need to have your heart engage. Maybe your mind... Your, is, well, I, I, <laughs> Joel was at a restaurant when he was a little boy. This was in North Carolina. Just one little story here. And, and we were sitting at the restaurant. And this guy come in, and we're in a conservative Bible Belt area in North Carolina. And this guy comes in, and he's got a pigtail. He's got long hair, and it's, you know, in a pigtail. I got any pigtails in here tonight? And uh, Dwayne's like, Dwayne, you ain't got no hair back there, bro. He's, he's clean shaven. So it, it's a pigtail. And Joe saw him, and we were there, and he got up and went to the salad bar. And we were at the table, and I saw him look at him. And he goes, Dad. He, and I'm like, no, no, no. But he, no, 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 no. And he looked at him and he watched him and he watched him go sit back down. And I was sitting there trying to eat and I was watching him. And he was like, dad, he, and I'm like, no, no, son, no, no. What he was going to say is that he looks like a girl. That's what he was going to say in the middle of the restaurant, wide open. I'm like, no, 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 no. And he was like. Yeah, I'm like, no, 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 no. We got out there. I said, what is he? He's like, he looks like a girl. I said, I know, but he's just got long hair. He just, you know, he just, his hair's different. So, you know, you understand what I'm saying? That wouldn't minister grace to that guy, would it? You know what I mean? It wouldn't minister grace. It wasn't good in the restaurant for him to say, but he didn't know any better. So I began to start thinking about how powerful, and even at a young age, how powerful their words are. What are your kids saying, baby? That's not good. That's not acceptable to say. You know what I mean? Begin to start speaking to your children at a young age, empowering them, empowering them to have empowering words. Okay, the next one. Um, Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth, but that such as is good for building up as it fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear it. Now, here's the the next one. I want to, this is the last one. We're going to stop right here and and, um, go ahead, Mike, next one. This is the Message Bible. And it says, watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty out of your mouth. And this is what I like about that part. Say only what helps and is each word a gift. Wow. Is each word a gift? Wow. And we can start right here with your spouse. Are we saying things that are a gift to each other? And she does an amazing job of it. And I try to, too. I try to let my ears hear what my mouth is saying and my heart filter 
what should be said before it's said. Are you with me? And then try to bring clarification and communication. Are you with me? So each word a gift. I'm not saying this to to put you down or to make you upset. I'm, I'm just saying think about this. If our words are so powerful that it will release God's goodness, his grace, his favor on people's lives, I want favor in your life. I want you to be able to walk in prosperity, in health, in wealth. And I'm not talking about just prosperity as money. I'm talking about in relationships and family relationships, others around you, employment, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing. I want the favor of God to be to where when you're talking on the phone and you're needing help, the, the, the favor just comes right away. He's like, I got hold on. The guy's on the line now. Isn't that cool to where we can begin to release goodness in God's life? Stand up tonight. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's a good gift. I want us to be able to make sure that we're, that we're speaking good gifts tonight. So I'm, I'm not going to have Angela play or anything tonight. And I, I'm, just, I'm just asking you to let's park in Ephesians 4.29. Are you up for the challenge? Now look, if you mess up, then you just, just say, Lord, I messed up. Put it under the blood of Jesus and start again. If you get involved in conversations that maybe you look and say, man, I need to, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have really said that. Just come back in and say, what am I saying? Is it a gift? We had somebody that years ago that, that I had was doing some pastoral counseling with, and I said, before you say it, how is it going to affect them? And they said this. And I said, how is it going to affect you? And they said this. I said, well, if you could think about those things before you say it, maybe you won't have to say it as much. Or maybe you can find a different way to say it. Does anybody know what I mean? Put your hand on your heart. Because remember, we prayed for you earlier. Father, we just release your goodness upon our lives today. I speak grace and great grace over your people here tonight. Those that are listening by the Internet, we speak grace and great grace to them also. Father, I thank you that we... We're just going to check in with you. And as we begin to take and absorb Ephesians 4.29, it is going to empower us to release grace in our lives. It's going to empower us to release grace in others' lives. I thank you, Father, that we, we think about, meditate, begin to consider our words and as we say them and how we say them. And God, I'm asking you to help us as we walk through this. I speak life to situations. I speak life to words today. That as we speak these words, these good, great gifts that we give others, that it will be a gift just wrapped up. I thank you for this in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. So if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus, let us connect you to him. If you need prayer tonight, let us pray for you. We speak a blessing over your life tonight. Go forth in his power and his night. And his, and his, go forth in his power and his might. Invite somebody Sunday morning. I'm going to, is it okay if I, how about if I hand this, these scriptures out to you guys Sunday? I'll, have, I'll print these up and we'll hand them out to you, give you a handout of those so you can read through them and get your favorite version, underline some things. May the, may the Lord bless you as you go forth. God bless. Have a great evening.